We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Hello once again, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. It's your one-stop shop for all things green and gold. My name is Mike Lemon, joined this week by Gage Bridgeford and Mark Eckel, the three of us back together for the first time in a while as we celebrate 7-1 seven and one and 7 in a row from the Green Bay Packers after their big win in Arizona on Thursday night. But now, with a little bit of a mini-buy, the trade deadline is just around the corner. Packers could be actively seen them be busy so far, and Gage, financially, it could be a little tougher, but this team has shown that they're willing to make some moves. As we've seen already this year, Green Bay is not afraid to make trades, and they're willing to spend money. They're in the definitely in the haves if when it comes to the haves and have-nots this year. They're one of the teams that are looking to contend for a Super Bowl and look like one of the uh, one of the front runners uh, for for the overall title this year. While teams such as like the Texans, Jacksonville Jaguars, and whatnot are in the uh, the have-nots and already starting to look towards next year. We've seen Green Bay add. Um, obviously, Corey Bohorquez has been a great addition to this team. They went out and got uh, Jalen Smith. Devondre Campbell has been a just a lights-out player all year long for him. Uh, Green Bay is not afraid to spend money, and I think that it's not going to be a silent deadline up in uh, Green Bay. And Mark, I get the feeling you're kind of on the other side of this. I mean, you've seen both sides of the coin covering the, the scores you have for as long as you have. The Packers do have some guys coming back. Do you think they're going to make any moves? I, I mean, they could. And as, as Gage pointed out, they've been very active, more active than we're used to seeing, seeing the Packers uh, in the past. Um, a Ted Thompson-run team wouldn't have, wouldn't have made the moves that they made recently. He would have promoted from the practice squad, which is what his MO was. Uh, but the Packers have reinforcements coming. They have them in the way of Devontae Adams coming back, hopefully, and, and Marcus Valdez-Scantling. And Alan Lazard, and, and hopefully, probably David Bakhtiari, and then in a couple of weeks, Josh Myers, and hopefully, Jair Alexander isn't too far away. And now maybe Zadarius Smith, even who I thought was going to be gone for the year, there's hope now that he may play again later this season. So again, if the Packers want to make a move, I wouldn't be against it. Obviously, as long you know, as long as they can stick the guy under the cap, that that's the big thing. Again, the Packers want to spend money, but. There's certain guys they just can't get. If, if, if the guy's under contract for whatever many millions, and the Packers don't have many millions left under the cap right now, so they can't. There's certain guys they wouldn't be able to afford. And again, I, you know, I, I think this team is good enough. I think they've shown 
that. They, I mean, they, they won a game the, the other night with eight key players missing and then lost two more during the game. So, and, and beat a good team on the road on a short week. So, this team doesn't need a whole lot. They just need to get their guys back and then and not lose anybody else from from here to the end of the season. So, Mark, what do you think that they're going to be looking for then? Like, what kind of what do you think they're going to be looking for either through maybe practice squad poaching or in, in a trade? This thing, this I might this, I might be different than everybody else, but the two things I would look for, I'm not, I don't want it, I don't need a wide receiver unless a great one, and I know Gates has one in mind, becomes available. I think they're fine at wide receiver. A lot of people want a tight end now because uh, Tanya's hurt, but they have four, they have four tight ends on the roster. They seem to like what they have. I don't want Evan Ingram because he's he's not good. You know what they need? I think now with with Hill being out and. If, if, if I could get a good return guy, because Amari Rogers hasn't thrilled me as a punt returner, and they need a kick returner, although most kicks go to the end zone anyway, but if I could get like a, who's the guy they got a couple of, Tyler Irvin, that, that kind of guy, one that could stay healthy, I wouldn't mind a move like, like that. And then, again, this is something that, you know, Packers have needed, they always seem to need one. And if there's a good veteran, affordable veteran available, I wouldn't mind a big defensive lineman either, a big old run-stopping guy. I mean, they, they've gotten better there, but, you know, you're, you're relying on people like Lancaster. He, he got a concussion again. We don't know what's going to happen with him. If there's a big old, you know, Snacks Harrison type, but maybe a little younger available, I, I wouldn't mind going that, that route either. Yeah, I mean, like – I get it. Green Bay doesn't really need tight end depth. They do have four guys there. Granted, I would like a guy that was a little more receiving-minded. Not necessarily Evan Ingram. I'm not a huge Ingram fan either. Uh, he does struggle with health and drops and whatnot. But, I, like, I think that they could upgrade there. Uh, Big Dog, We I know we all love him. The team loves him. He's. I saw somebody the other day float, and, and I think it was – I don't know if it was the pro football-focused social guy or who it was – floated – OBJ for Mercedes Lewis and like a pick or something and it's like and or two picks and it's it's like no Green Bay is not trading the most beloved player in the locker room for Odell Beckham Jr. No. And also for those wondering, uh, the guy that Mark fl- uh, said that I was interested in a wide receiver, Odell Beckham Jr. is not the guy. It's Brandon Cooks from uh, Houston. Cooks doesn't want to be there. If you haven't seen his tweet in reply to the Mark Ingram trade, go check it out. I'm not going to quote it here. Uh, just in case there's younger folks listening. But, uh, yeah, you can go check it out on his Twitter. He's uh, not thrilled to still be in Houston. He's a great player. He's only $2.5 million. Green Bay has a great wide, a great wide receiver room. I love the – just they have players all over the spectrum. They have big guys, they have big guys that can win with speed and EQ and MBS. They have Devontae Adams who can do everything. They have Randall Cobb who is your short underneath guy just – always seems to be in the right spot when he's needed. Maybe that's why Aaron Rodgers wanted to keep him on the team before he got cut a few years ago, and that's why Aaron Rodgers was glad to have him back. They have all these guys. Brandon Cooks is just another weapon that makes you even more dangerous. Why is the why are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys so great on offense? It's because they have weapons all over the damn place. If you don't want to add a tight end because tight ends are expensive or because you're satisfied with that position, Brandon Cooks just makes you all the more dangerous at wide receiver. I understand it gets a little tough to try and get everybody on the field at that point, but Brandon Cooks is still under contract for a few more years, and it's not a super like extreme expensive one. And I'm not, and I'm also if Houston, which I wouldn't be surprised, doesn't want to give him up for cheap because they have made it clear that they don't know how to really have good negotiations, right? Then that's fine. I'm okay with missing on him. But I think if you're not at least picking up the phone and calling about Brandon Cooks, 
I think that that's just doing your offense a disservice. You're potentially right there. I'm, with Cooks, I'm, I'm interested to see what they would do with him. The name that pops up to me is actually Jamal Agnew. Uh, I'm, w- I'm with Mark. I think they need to get a special teams guy. Agnew, can, can he started as a defensive back. He's a special teamer. He's a one of the best kick returners or punt returners in the game. I think that could be a game-breaking type little move if you can get him for pretty cheap. I don't know, man. That's Jamal Agnew's featured part of that offense now in Jacksonville. I don't know if they're just going to be willing to give him away. They've been giving him more targets than they have to, like Marvin Jones and uh, and to Lavisca Chenault over the last few weeks. Ever since DJ Shark went down with that injury, he's seen 13 targets in the last two games, catching 11 of those 13. They're scheming up for him. I think that's dumb. I. I, I think it's dumb for them to continue to feature this guy, but it, but at the same time, I mean, if they're doing it, I wouldn't be surprised if they try and hold on to him. He's also only 26, so it's not like he's on the older end. So for a team that is trying to actually uh, win now, they're trying to build long term. He could, they could view him as a long term piece. He's not, but they, they, I wouldn't be surprised if they view him that way. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, I, I, I like, I love, I would love the Packers to get a guy like like that because I'm like I said, I, I want a return guy. Um, who knows what's going on in Jacksonville? They're they're kind of they're different. They've done they've done different things. Uh, you know, apparently, or I mean, if but if him and Lawrence are, are forming some kind of chemistry, I don't. You probably don't want to break that up. I'm not, I, I want to go back to Cooks. What would it, what do you think? Two point five million. That's a bargain, obviously. So you, and they could fit in. What would it take? Is I mean, how high of a pick or would Houston maybe take a take some? I mean, if the Packers get him. Now they have too many wide receivers, so they would have to cut somebody, right? The, would would Houston maybe want a St. Brown and a lower pick in return, or what could Green Bay give Houston that would make them give them Cooks? Or and other teams are going to want Brandon Cooks too. It's not like Green Bay's the only team that that would want him, and so there there would be other teams offering Houston something. So what could Green Bay offer Houston that would that, that could get them Cooks? And that's the real question, is and especially the bidding war aspect of it. Could a team like the Rams want to bring him back to give Stafford another weapon? And they could probably offer a little bit more. That's It could be a guy like St. Brown or a Malik Taylor in a pick. It could be a young linebacker who they think maybe could develop from a change senior like an Oren Burks. Houston's going to want to build for the future, so they're, they're probably going to want picks, and that's what makes that trade a little dicey for me because obviously they're not actively tanking by name, but they're actively tanking. Like I I don't think they want a player unless they think that player can be an impact player in the future. So that that's what makes the Cooks trade a little bit tougher for me. What, what, are, what are you thinking, Gage? What, what would they have to give up for Brandon Cooks? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show 
by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're right in that Green Bay would probably have to give up a pick and a young player, most likely. Um, and in that situation, you're hoping to give up maybe a an EQ, a Malik Taylor, someone like that, someone on the lower part if you're thinking sending out a younger wide receiver. It's one of those guys. Something that we had possibly floated before the podcast was maybe they send MBS, try and move MBS right here at the deadline with his free agency coming up this offseason. Maybe they think he's going to be a little too expensive for them to afford. Maybe that's who you send to Houston. I'm not saying that that's what they're going to do. I'm not saying that that's something they should do. That's I know that's something that we talked about beforehand, that that's a possibility. He's a younger guy. He's explosive. He's probably going to be priced out of the market for him this year. And so maybe that's the kind of move you have to make in order to add a star player like Brandon Cooks. I think if you can att- – because if you go with MBS over a guy like EQ or Malik Taylor, you're not – the pick you're going to have to send with them is not going to be nearly as high. Um, I I think they can probably go – if they go young player, they'd probably get a day three pick, and I don't think Green Bay would give up anything higher than that. I think if Houston said, oh, we want – player young player x and that we want a third or third second round pick green bay would probably say ah eh, thanks but no thanks we're good with where we're at with wide receivers and that's that's kind of all i'm saying here i'm not saying that they should make the aggressive push to brandon cooks at all costs brandon cooks no matter what type of thing but at least calling and saying oh we got to give up a young player who doesn't really help us win now and also is kind of out of the rotation for a player who's having a great season and is going to get traded and rather than let him end up with like Tampa for some reason or some other team that could beat us later in the playoffs. Let's go ahead and get him on our squad. That's kind of all I'm thinking here. I, I agree. You guys make a good point. You're probably going to have to give up a younger player to do that. And if it sacrifices a core pl- young player, I'm not, I'm not trying to make that move right now. That's the thing is, I'm not even sure it's going to be a player. I, I'm not sure they want a player. I think they want more picks because Houston is so clearly rebuilding that a young player Unless it is a bona fide guy who they think is going to be a building block, they will probably won't even listen on it. So that that's the thing is. Also, there's something to be said about I don't know much about why Cooks has been bouncing around so much. But that's something to factor in is he has been bouncing around so much since he got drafted. Well, so he got traded from New Orleans because New Orleans didn't want to pay for his deal, and then he got traded from New England to the Rams because New England didn't want to pay for his deal. And then he was on the Rams, he got a contract with them, and then he kept having concussion issues. And so he got traded from the Rams to Houston because the Rams needed to focus on their stars and scrubs model, and they couldn't pay Cooks and Cup and Woods. And so it was easiest to trade Cooks because he had the injury problem, because he had the concussion problems. Because that was back when he was wearing the helmet that was like 17 sizes too big for him to make sure they didn't get his head lopped off. So that's why Cooks keeps getting traded. It was a money, money, and then eventually a money-slash-injury like thing. And now it's he's in Houston, and he was there with Deshaun Watson, and then now it's 
Deshaun, Deshaun Watson is done, will never play another snap for the Houston Texans, and Brandon Cooks isn't trying to waste away what's left of his prime on a team that doesn't look like they're going to be competitive for two or three years. So that's why he's getting bounced around. It's He's really talented, and, and he's a player that other teams want. That's Because that's the thing. There's guys that are journeymen that are bad, and then there's guys like Brandon Cooks who he has turned into a journeyman because he's good, and teams trade for him because he helps them win. That's fair. So Cook is definitely the most notable option. Uh, Mark, is there any players you've had in mind to, to, for the team to look at, whether it's, it is a run-stuffing defensive lineman or a special teamer or – have you have have any ideas go through of players you might want to look for? I, you know, I don't. I, it's funny because everybody I've wanted, they've got. I I wanted the punter from the hook, whichever punter the Rams got rid of. That's who I wanted, and they got him. I really wanted Whitney Merciless, and they got him. And I wanted Russell Douglas because I know Russell very well. And uh, when I saw him on a, I wanted him even before they got him. I I wanted him when the Raiders cut him early. You know. Final cuts, so they've they've it's been it's been a weird year for me. Everybody that I've wanted them to get, they've 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 gone out and got. And no, I'm not talking to them. I don't have Brian's uh, hotline. I don't. It's not like he calls me and and and, and we talk about it. But it's just been kind of um, ironic, I guess that that the, everybody I you know I've, I've suggested they have gone out and gotten. I think that I mean, I guess I wouldn't be surprised if if they if they really don't do anything. I think they'll try. I mean, they're they're, they're going to work the phones, as Gage pointed out. They're 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 going to. It's not like they're going to sit there and and we'll let the deadline pass without doing anything. But I think they might find things. Guys are either either players are too expensive, you know, cap wise, or what teams are asking for too expensive. And again, let's let's keep in mind this this team next year is going to look a little different. They 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 have a lot of uh, free agents to be. They're not going to be able to keep probably most of them. Well, I mean, they're going to have to keep some. But they're going to lose a lot of guys next offseason. So they're going to need draft picks to re- replenish that roster. So you can't, you know, just give away a lot of draft picks because you next year they're going to need as many as they can get. I know they'll probably get a couple compensatory picks next year. I'm, I'm guessing two compensatory picks for Lindsley and, and, and Williams. So that'll give them what have a. They gave up a six for Cobb, but they got a seventh back for Holman. So they're at like nine picks right now. I don't think they want to give up too many more. I, I think they they they're going to want all the picks they can get. Let me turn it around then. With with that being said, could the Packers? Um, not that they're in a in a selling mode like like Houston or Jacksonville or Miami or a team like like that, but they're going to have some guys coming back to the roster which means there's going to be some guys currently on the roster who are going to have to either be cut or put, you know, cut, then put to the practice squad or whatever. Could the Packers maybe trade a guy that isn't being, you know, isn't going to help them from here on out but might help another team? There's definitely a poss- possibility. No, I was actually thinking something very similar while you were talking. I was, I was thinking the, that exact same thing. I'm like, Green Bay's got guys that, I mean, they're going to have to clear roster space anyway. They can find guys that maybe they can ship out an Isaac Yatum for a seventh round pick, and it, they're probably not going to get the guys that they're trading. They're probably not going to get high picks for, no. but they could if they can parlay like, hey, we'll trade away these three guys that we were going to cut anyway. We'll get seventh round picks for all three of them, and then we'll trade those three sevenths for a fifth or whatever. 
that's a, that that is definitely something I was thinking about while you were talking. I'm like, that is they can do that and end up it's a positive gain for you. Even that because I would rather have one fifth round pick than three sevenths, but it's kind of hard. It's going to be kind of hard to say, hey, we'll trade you these three nickels for a quarter. Will you guys help us out? And everyone's going to be like, no, you're going to cut those nickels anyway. So. Well, you could also use it if you get extra sevens. You could also use them to move up in a round. You could use your fifth and a seventh to move up to the top of the fifth. Oh, that's more. That's more what I'm saying is like the those those sevens they can use for like during the draft. I wasn't saying like they're going to trade those three players and then also trade those picks the same day. I was more saying that they, right. those are future looking ahead pieces. It's always good to have more ammunition in the gun, you know. I mean. And then the more picks. Now, here's a guy, if he could ever get health, is Dennis Kelly. Dennis Kelly can play in the NFL. He's, he's proven that. He started all of last year for a team that made that, that one a division and made the playoffs and won a couple of playoff games. And they, last year, Tennessee, they were a pretty good team last year. He can play in the NFL. Now, he's just buried. Well, he's been hurt. Just, like I said, hasn't helped him. But if he can get healthy, there's a lot of teams could use a Dennis Kelly who hasn't played at all for the Packers, a seventh-round pick for Dennis Kelly is kind of a steal for the team getting him if he can play for you. Because if you can get a guy to start on the offensive line for you for a seventh-round pick, that's a good deal. And then the Packers get a pick for a guy that they're not really using. I mean, he's what, he, what he's like the, he's like their fourth or fifth tackle at this point. Well, that's the name I was thinking about as well. I think he would be a prime candidate if he shows that he's going to be able to get on the field He's also a candidate to maybe go to IR if right. they if they make a deal or when Bakhtiari comes back. Basically, Bakhtiari comes back from the pup list. Kelly goes to IR. That's I think the more likely scenario. But I'm with you. If you can, if he gets moved to a place like a Cincinnati, that could use another tackle. A team like that who's who's a, in a playoff position who could use a either a starting tackle or a swing tackle because very clearly he has fallen behind uh, Yosh Neiman. Yoshnaiman to to get on the field. There there's definitely that chance there. And I think he's probably the prime candidate to be moved. Another one I think also is Tyler Lancaster. Uh Lancaster his snaps have really been dwindling. He's making not a lot but enough that it would be noticeable on the cap when if he were to come off of it. We I I think they like Jack Hefflin a lot, even though he's been a healthy scratch, it's kind of retro year. But I think Slayton's been starting to take a few more of Lancaster's snaps, and he's another guy who could maybe be expendable. With Lancaster, I know this is another thing. Yeah, like we said, we talked about it. We talked about him a little bit before the show of who are they going to have to ship out. And Lancaster is a guy that, just from a cost perspective, very, very strong candidate. I've never been to be a trade guy or a cut guy, and if you can trade him to get something for him is way better than getting nothing for him. Uh, he is just – you have other guys on the roster that can do the same things that he does – and they're cheaper, and that's that's always if you can do get a guy that and if you can do something cheaper, and if you're going to have to save money because as we as Mark mentioned a few minutes ago, this roster is going to be expensive, and there's going to be a lot of free agents next year. Every little bit of money that you can save counts, and so if you can get similar production out of Jack Heflin that you're getting out of Tyler Lancaster, that's a move that you're going to make ten times out of ten. It's nothing against Lancaster; it's just the sports of business and Lancaster can probably stick on a roster somewhere as a young guy that can just give you rotational snaps week after week. And that's, and that's just a move that Green Bay might have to make here. There's only so many spots to go around. There's only, only so many snaps 
and you got to start making room because if Zadarius Smith is going to come back, that there's no way you're getting rid of any of the edge rushers. Other like you're going to keep Smith, Preston, Rashawn, and Whitney Merciless, who's looked really good through two weeks. Uh, Jonathan Garvin probably st- is probably still around. So you have a deep defensive. T- you have a deep edge rotation. You have Kiki, Clark, Lowry, Slayton, and you can afford to lose some veteran defensive linemen because of the depth that you have at edge, especially with a guy like Rashawn Gary and Z, who can both line up inside on occasion. That's not obviously that's not where they need to primarily be, but they can do that because of their speed to power ratio that they have. So Lancaster is a definite trade possibility this uh, with the deadline right around the corner here. And then I guess looking even past that. Mark, do you think and you, you talked earlier also like Ladarius Hamilton, guys like that could be cut, and that's the other thing. Like you talked, you said in the very beginning of the, of the podcast, also Mark, that the Packers are going to have to get let some guys go anyway with all these guys coming back, with Bakhtiari expected back, Ladarius Smith now back in Green Bay, Jair maybe coming back in a few weeks. Well, the roster spot's got to go somewhere, and so maybe maybe making those trades for late round picks helps them out. But either way, their roster is going to be shuffling around a lot in the next two weeks. Yeah, and a good way. I mean, you're getting your main guys, guys that, you know, starters, back into the fold. Now, granted, these guys, give all the credit in the world to these guys that have stepped up and and played in the absence of, of, you know, MVS and Alexander and uh, Myers, all these guys, but yeah, the, you, the, the, the league still says you can only keep 53 on the active roster. So somebody's going to have to go. And, if you, like you said, if you can get a pick for them, like I, like I said earlier, this team's gonna, they, they're going to need picks this draft. This, this upcoming draft, I mean, I don't want to look too far ahead, obviously, because they, they got the whole season, they have the season to play. But, you know, this draft's going to be more of a, you know, replenish the roster kind of draft. They're going Because, like I said, they're going to, if I'm not mistaken, I think the thing I read where there's only 39 players under contract for next year. That's, I mean, that's I think that there's a lot of that's a lot of spots to, and they're going to resign some. They're not going to let all them everybody go. But how many? You know, they're they're going, they're going to have to. They can't resign everybody. So they're going to have a lot of open spots on the bottom of the roster next year, and that's where your you know sixth and you know late third day draft picks and the Packers have done well. I mean, let, let's look at what they got out there now. I mean, you know, John Runyon, sixth-round pick, is, is starting and playing okay for him. Newman, Newman was a fourth-round pick starting. Um, Henry Black wasn't even drafted. He's making plays every every week for him. So, those fine guys. But the, the, like we said before, the, the, the more ammunition, the more they can do. And, yeah, I, I, I really believe I think the Packers may – and I don't want to use the word sell because they're not they're not like a fire sale like a, like a bad team would would do, but might make moves to get picks because they have they have too many players, too many quality NFL players on on their roster. And I'm exactly with you. I think that's the I think a more likely scenario is that they'll shuffle around the bottom of the roster. I don't think they're going to go and get a marquee player because I don't think Brian Gutekunst is going to spend the capital that it would take to do that in, in, in picks and in cap room. Like, the, there is a delicate balance to be made. I'm sure Brian and Russ Ball and Murphy are all in discussions right now. So th- there's a lot to, to think about. But as we said, it's 
we have till Tuesday to figure this out, and I think it's about time we can start to slow things down. Uh, Gage, where do people find you? As always, you can find me on Twitter at NFL. All of my work for Rotoballer, Dynasty Nerds, and Denver Stiffs is over there. Denver Stiffs content has heated up in the last few weeks with the season starting. Still doing uh, my weekly Monday or Sunday morning fantasy advice from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that was it's taken it's had a couple of week hiatus here due to some stuff that's been out of my control. But I am back this morning. So if you are setting your fantasy lineups today and you're like, I don't know who to start when, uh, come find me there, and I will be there all morning answering all questions. Oh, and Mark, where can people find you? Usually on the beach, uh, but it's getting a little cooler now. So, oh, you met on social media, um, Mark Eccles 08 on uh, at Twitter, and uh, Packer Report. I write twice a week. Um, I have my instant analysis up after Thursday night's game. I actually have a story going up today on games that, you know, the Packers don't play today. So what, what are the Packer fans going to do? Well, there's some games that might interest you. So I, I point that out. I also looked up, if they were if they were able to move Kelly and Lancaster, and I'm not saying they will or can or whatever, but if we, we had mentioned both of them, they would save just about $2.6 million. What, uh, what does Brandon Cooks cost? Two point five. Two point five. How about that? Very well, could be, especially if they lose some uh, receivers after this season. And that's that's some good math, Mark. I'm glad you were able to, to look that up during this. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mike Lemon. It's all one word. A lot of my work right now is in the broadcasting field, and that's why I've been gone the past couple of weeks. I've been doing a lot of high school playoffs in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, Football is hitting their third round. Volleyball is hitting their they're getting ready for the state tournament next week, so there's a lot of that going on as well. So you can find me my work there at ZaleskiSports.com. And, of course, find all of us at Packet A Podcast on social media, the YouTube channel, and wherever your favorite podcast platform is, we will be there as well. So for Mark Echo and for Gage Bridgeford, this is Mike Wendland saying so long. It is 7-1, and, and it feels great, seven in a row. We'll talk to you next week for more Packet A content coverage. Of course, stay tuned every day for many more of our great colleagues. So all of everyone, stay safe, always carry the G, and go Pack Go. The right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.